0: Fans of our on-demand show, we now have a brand new daily podcast. We're calling it Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. Yeah, it's where we just talk about something else that didn't fit into the show. And
1: sometimes we use naughty language. Yes! Not often, though, because it's naughty. Finally! Find it right
0: now via the iHeart app. Just search for Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. My chance to work blue. What is the problem? People
2: need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody if you clearly
1: don't know who you're talking to so let me
2: clue you in this is a freak show an intergalactic freak show what do you make of that
0: it's about right i keep telling my colleagues uh, that this is the new normal god help us all
2: hold on a sec i'm gonna get me a beer
0: well who wouldn't want an
2: opportunity to talk to jack armstrong and joe getty well uh, jack armstrong and joe getty who host the popular uh, radio talk show ask the same question of their listeners
3: and here's their response I don't
1: know man, I'm tired. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now he is Armstrong and Getty
0: Live from the Studio C. in si, your A dimly, uh, what? Dimly lit room. Deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, Tuesday, first
1: day of the week for some of you, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I was tempted to go with reacting stupidly and knee-jerkedly to what you see online. And we may keep that around as the chief operating officer, but the general manager this morning, Kamala Harris, recently announced as a candidate for president on the Democratic side, she's quickly vaulted to front-runner status. Depending who you ask. The front runner. I heard some interesting statistical analysis about that. Although it's probably worth pointing out that any declaring of somebody as the front runner at this point dooms them. It dooms them completely because whoever's the front runner at this point never ends up being the nominee, or almost never. Oh, uh, yep. That's absolutely true. Um so I'd like to apologize for all those words I just wasted. Jeb Bush
0: is the front runner. That's correct. As is Hillary Clinton against upstart Barack Obama.
1: Both As is runners. Rudy Giuliani. Right. 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 right.
0: Yes. please, class. That's a good but point. It's a long list. A, some of the people that have been front runners in recent cycles not only did not end up being the nominee, they were they were never in the fight at all. Yeah. They never got past like two percent. The so-called front runners. Right. Once he got into the real thick of things, so yeah, that's worth pointing out. Um, I mangled my words a lot. I don't know why. It seems to be more than it used to be. You didn't mangle Martin Luther King Jr., did you? No, but so I It goes I, bad for people. I get I get words uh, wrong a lot, and everybody at home is mocks me. Rather than just let <laughs> it, rather than just let it slide, <laughs> wow. everybody always points it out.
1: <laughs> let's make every let's make Jack feel at home here too, folks. If I say, <laughs> well, that's
0: that's a nice sum set." Somebody, somebody in my family will some say sunset.
3: That's not a word. Somebody in my
0: family will say yes. It is a very nice sunset. That's the nicest one I've ever seen. Either one of my kids or my wife will say that. Mm. Well, the other day I was looking for what I call my my old man sandals. Yes, I call them my old man sandals. I wear around the house. And I said, I can't find my old man samples. And my wife said, I don't know what old man samples are, but I don't want to find them. You're on your own I don't know what those would be, but it sounds (laughs) disgusting Anybody seen my old man samples? Oh boy Um, Let's introduce everybody in the squad We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers, enjoying the sunset How are you, Michael?
2: I'm great I'm reading this uh, article here about Lionel Richie's son, Milo Who I guess was arrested for (laughs) claiming he had a bomb in his bag And said he'd detonate a, a bomb on the plane at Heathrow Airport Really? Lionel Richie's kid? A big, big musical
0: artist of yeah. the 80s and 90s? Yeah, I guess when police 70s, ca- 80s, and ninety.
2: When the police came to him, he said, Hello, is it me you're looking for? And he spent nice. all night long that's in a, jail.
0: That's a reference to one of his, uh, his father's songs. I yeah. thought he was arrested for dancing on the ceiling, which is a federal crime. Yeah. <laughs> the plane will not sail on until this matter is settled. Well, this bet was quick and, and easy. Yeah. <laughs> And And stupid. (laughs) And there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
3: Doing very well. Now, I'm the, the new proud owner of a cast iron skillet. I've been doing some research because apparently you can't just buy a pan and then cook with it. That would be ridiculous. Absolutely you have to go not. through through some sort of some Gordian knot style of of uh, trials and tribulations before you can get to the cooking thing. So I was doing some research on it, and uh, you got you got to grease it up, and then you got to bake it. To you, you got to get the seasoning in the cast iron pan because that's what makes it nonstick. So I figured, all right, what type of grease do I do I use? Turns out bacon grease is one of the preferred mm. ones, oh, and yeah. so now I also am the proud owner. of of a fridge full of bacon that I'm going to make fresh bacon grease with and use that grease to to season my cast-iron
0: skillet. Nothing wrong with having a bag of bacon laying around. Everything's coming up, Sean. Put that in the fridge next to your old man samples. There's uh, Marshall (laughs) Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
2: Now Speaking of bags of bacon, gentlemen, no matter how you feel about the outcome, the Pats and the Rams helped me bring home the bacon this morning. Thanks to Prudent Financial Investing, we have pork for all. Fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic. I'm very excited about that. I'm I'm glad
0: that your uh, gambling addiction pays off for all of us so often. It's fantastic. Keeps Carver rolling forward, I'll tell you. I doubt that this has ever happened before where the two teams that are in the Super Bowl absolutely would not be if it weren't for the refs. Because oftentimes there are bad calls, but, you know, there are other things that went on and all this stuff.
1: Sure. But there are bad calls, and then there are completely changes the game 180 degrees calls. Or at the very end of the game where, I mean, obviously that Chiefs interception,
0: that was the game. The game was yep. over. Yes, it was. Except they said roughing the passer on time yeah. Brady, which never happened. And, right. And uh, so, yeah, has that ever happened before? Two teams that absolutely shouldn't be there playing in the Super Bowl.
1: It's pretty shocking. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are pointing out that the two small market teams were eliminated by the uh, the Zebras in favor of the two large market teams. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that's what's ha- happening. I mean, I you, don't you're think so me, either,
0: but, but there is way more money to be made off of Tom Brady and the number one media market in the country than there is New Orleans. And even Kansas. more than
1: the most exciting player in the NFL, eh, probably since the, N- uh, since the Super Bowl is about people who don't really pay attention right. to a large extent. Right. Uh, I'm Jack
0: Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, how did it already get to be Tuesday, January 22nd, the year 2019, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program.
1: Let's begin calling for violence against the referees and their families as if we're like Hollywood stars and senators and commentators criticizing Catholic boys, and they have no idea what happened. Because that sort of viciousness is just fine if you pick the right target. And that's white people! (laughs) So let's do that at Mark. Vorrei presentarvi la fataforma ufficiale della rete
3: mondiale di preghiera del Papa Click to Pray. Click to Pray. That's that is, the new Pope app. Yeah, the, the Pope released the new prayer app. You can wow. now pray with the Pope. He's got a profile on there. You can see what the Pope's praying about. Maybe you want to throw some prayers at what he's praying at. And uh, yeah, Clickonomics has come to the Vatican.
1: As a a, a man raised as a, a Christian soul, I uh, all through my youth, my young adulthood, and times of trouble and uh, times of great blessings, I've, I've I've prayed, and I've thought this would be so much better if only I had an app mm-hmm. <laughs> to connect me to God. Well, they
0: need more clicks. Sure. I noticed that we get to more clips with clicks when it's Mother Teresa than when it's St. John. They like it, the cheesecake. More the female saints. <laughs> wow, you think? <laughs> what are other headlines, Marshall? Well, Covington
2: Catholics shutting down as controversy over students and Native Americans' alleged showdown continues. We've got reports of yet another CRISPR baby. And the Oscar nominations are rolling out. We'll get reaction from positive Sean. Coming up. How, how does
1: mailbag look? Oh, it's fine and dandy. Uh, A lot of thoughts on, uh, well, a lot of things. You people are wacky. You can email us now if you want mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Maybe you'll even make it into mailbag in a moment.
0: A lot of people think that a couple of giant stories in the last several days was a jump-the-shark moment for the media that you would hope really gets everybody attention, and we kind of settle down. I don't know that that will happen, but if you haven't been paying attention, we'll go over those once again. Wow. A couple of giant swings and misses. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and
1: Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the, of nation. Of the nation.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Washington Post editorial board, which obviously hates the current president, said, hey, Democrats, he put out an offer. You got to negotiate. Now you got to counter with something. You can't just say no. The Washington Post editorial board.
1: They're not alone either. The trend in the media is notable, shocking even, in the last eh, 48 hours or so. Now, I'm hearing from the leftiest of outlets that uh, really uh, both sides are starting to look very foolish. Well, whenever MSNBC says both sides are looking foolish, that's a trend.
0: I think the Washington Post editorial board has to, like, when they say something, I got to believe that gets into the year of a Chuck Schumer and a Nancy Pelosi. Oh, yeah. Somebody puts that on their desk.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And they're, of course, their fingers are to the wind at all times. They have no interest in what's good for the country, what's best for national security or anything like that. It's all about the politics. We'll read so. a
0: little from that coming up later, yeah. so stay tuned.
1: Mailbag! Woo-hoo! You can email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com is the address. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You want to register opinion, agreement, disagreement? Uh, send us a, a story that you think we really ought to be covering. That's fine. Y'all are great at that. Ryan wants to know... Guys, how can you talk about the Wolf Moon without Michelangelo playing Wolf Moon by Typo Negative? I, I don't know that song. I've heard uh, of the band Typo Negative, but uh, I don't... Uh, so wolf Moon by Type O Negative, Michael. Perhaps we can go out of the segment with it.
0: We were eating dinner last night. And we have a big picture window that faces toward the east. And my Unt- wife... <clears> Onto <throat> the moors. And my wife said, look at that moon! I said, oh yeah, I forgot. It's the uh, Blood Wolf Super Wolf Blitzer Moon. Right? And, um... And we all ran outside in the dark to look at it because it was spectacular as it came up last night, and so crazy bright. I missed it again. Yeah, it's something. I mean, it was—it stood out among moons. I agree. There are now too many moons, <laughs> <laughs> too many different kinds of moons. Oh, this- okay, I was
1: gonna say because uh, most of the astronomers agree that the Earth indeed has has I- I- only a single. But when I was moon. a
0: kid, where there was full. Now that's pretty much it.
1: Right? And then you got your various kind of part of a moons. Super moons. But this was a super blood wolf moon last night. Man, it was something. Wow, terrifying. Uh, Mike in Arkansas says, I want to congratulate you for what you did yesterday. You're the only people that I've heard mention the serial killer in Reno who happens to be an illegal alien killing those poor older folks. Not only that. You're now on in D.C., and the president tweeted about that guy shortly after you brought him up. Clearly, he or someone in a circle has uh, heard the show and become a friend of Armstrong and Getty. You now have the power to influence the future of our nation. Wow! God help us all, (laughs) Mike. (laughs) He thought it was an interesting coincidence. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, Let's see. As we uh, continue to span the nation, I love this note. It's uh, Bobby who is from uh, the capital city, Sacramento, of California. I wanted to send you a quick note about my recent trip to New York and watching the Women's March in that city.
0: Ba, uh, we, we, ba, really,
1: ba, da, da. we really haven't talked about the Women's March, which was d- d- way, way, way down, partly because it became obvious that the organizers hate Jews and uh, were exposed as every bit as racist as you know the, the people they call out for that. Anyway, we realized our hotel was right near the path of the march and, we f- and figured we'd stroll around and see what people were shouting about. It was a laundry list of issues, ranging from the cost of feminine hygiene items to Trump for prison and the always delightful hey, hey, ho, ho, Donald Trump has got to go. The one that really took me for a spin was a gentleman in all black wearing a mask to cover his face and proudly holding up a sign which read, White Genocide Now. Oh, wow. So that's the extent to which you can be racist Against white people. In New York City, you can call for genocide openly. Well, that's just great. As I've said many times, and will continue to, there are a lot of folks seriously and, and in great conscience working for civil rights for all Americans. And I admire the hell out of you people. And, and, and I'm with you. On the other hand, you've got a lot of your social justice warriors who are every bit as racist and hateful as anybody they condemn. They just have a different list of people they hate.
0: I don't like the modern trend of making blanket statements based on an idiot. If you're cold at night, throw on a blanket. There's a blanket (laughs) statement. Hmm? But if there were any sort of Trump rally and a Trump, a Trumpist had a sign that said, you know, genocide for blacks, do you think that wouldn't make it into the media? As opposed to this? Right, right. I mean, come on.
1: So there he is, uh, dressed all in black with his uh, mask, white genocide. Now, I uh, perplexedly caught myself staring in his direction, trying to mentally wrap my arms around this solo figure in a crowd full of pink and glitter, and he just looked at me, nodded approvingly, pointed at me, then gave a big thumbs up. It was very odd. Now, of course, he could be a, R- a Russian who got paid to yeah. to do that. Um, uh, Continue splitting my spleen in 2019. That's Robbie. Some of those, I'm sorry, Bobby.
0: Some of the things they were yelling at those uh, high school kids there in D.C. in that video. Well, the, the the part of the video
1: that you've now seen, that you didn't originally see, nice. pretty awful too. I mean, just uh, yeah, yeah, that's unbelievable. Absolutely worth talking about. Where's the condemnation of the people who were openly screaming racial epithets? uh, Shouting what are uh, universally called homophobic uh, uh, slurs. Where's the condemnation from all of those media figures? You're condemning the high school boys for smiling and like clapping their hands and wishing them to be beaten and death and expelled and not go to college. You have actual people now who it's proved are shouting terrible, terrible things. But you have no condemnation for them. That's because you're everybody's hateful and bigoted and prejudiced as anybody you criticize. Whoa. You just have a different list. we we got to
0: put an end to this. We've got to put an end to this. This is going to end very, very poorly. I'm not sure I have the power to do that. I'm trying We're in my m- own little way. More people need to read up on the French Revolution or something.
1: Here's uh, Eric in uh, La Center, Washington. Uh, on the difference between sons and daughters, which uh, Jack and I talked about briefly, uh, uh, particularly sons and daughters of dating age.
0: Oh, I can't even imagine.
1: Well, Eric says when you have a son, you have to worry about one Richard. When you have a daughter, you have to worry about every Richard. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's boiling it down. You know, that's, you know, that's some plain speaking. Way to go, Eric. Way to not mince words. Let's see. Oh, this is a nice story. Oh, it's from, can we use the name? Why not? Aaron. He says he was in Chico, California, during a fire in Paradise, California. Not the fire, which happened, you know, in recent months, but um, uh, same area. And uh, so he stops at a traffic light. He's got his window open. He's listening to Rush Limbaugh. Firefighters next to him. Leans out the window and yells, Hey, turn it on to such and such station. Listen to Armstrong and Getty. They're better. No exaggeration, I've been a four-hour-a-day listener every day since. That's our marketing campaign. We hire people to yell in the windows of cars at stoplights. Now he's living in Tennessee, uh, listening to the podcast. First responders of, of any kind. Police, firefighters, emergency room nurses, uh, paramedics. Crossing guards. Uh, no matter whether you're helping somebody who's the victim of an accident or arresting someone or whatever, be sure to uh, to uh, I'm sorry to recommend the Armstrong and Getty Show. Put your hands behind your back and listen to Armstrong and Getty. Is this this your Blood Moon song? Crank it up, Michael.
0: Super Blood Wolf Blitzer Moon last night. Uh, Marshall's News coming up. We'll get into everything that's going on on the Armstrong and the Getty Show. What we got the most texts about yesterday? <laughs> yeah, and okay. I don't know—I don't know if it means anything or it's important or it's just salacious. But we'll tell you about that coming up. And it has to do with Kamala Harris running for president, and she's the current front runner. But uh, something came up on the show, and it, we got more texts about that than anything. Jack,
1: Um, it's a critical news story. I think we would be derelict in our duties not to bring it to the people. Really? Yes. Uh, Let's get the news now. Marsha Phillips.
2: Covington Catholic High School in Kentucky is closing today because of security concern. Unbelievable. Protests originally planned for today outside the school will now be outside the Diocese of Covington. Instead, students from the high school were thrown into the national spotlight over the weekend when video came out of one student, Nick Sandman, wearing a MAGA hat facing off with the Native American activist, Nathan Phillips. The video went viral and backlash has ensued, as many thought the students were mocking the Native American veteran who was chanting and beating a drum. But video from before the incident that surfaced later shows that a small group of members of the Black Israelites Religious Group had been taunting and cursing the students who were doing loud school chants in return.
1: Now, these are four grown men angrily shouting obscenities and threats at these boys, some of whom are clearly little boys. I would have been scared to death. Oh, yeah. They had no idea how to behave. I would have thought I was going to die. And there they stood waiting for their bus obediently while having horrific things shrieked at them. And then they have an activist old Indian fellow yeah. who they'd never seen before in their lives walk up to their faces and start beating a drum in their faces, and they had no idea how to react. And now various, uh, uh, you know, uh, leading lights of enlightenment here in the, in the United States are calling for violence against those little boys. because That's their brand of enlightenment. Well, both it's absolutely disgusting. The whole thing is. Both well, Phillips? did you
0: see, like, Kathy Griffin, the comedian, was was begging on Twitter, somebody figure out this kid's name and post it. A child! give
1: me names and addresses. A child. Oh my God. You had CNN employees and commentators saying, I want to punch that kid right in the face. But you can do that because he's white. You can call for violence against children if it's a white child. That's that's my anti-racism. That's great. Here's Anna Cabrera of CNN. Uh, the 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 you know what? That one wasn't that too bad. Too bad. How do you like the black Israelites yelling, "You white people, go back to Europe. This is not your land." Anybody condemning that? No, not so much. Huh, Funny.
0: Turns out a bunch of screaming about your your incest white
1: effing incest babies. You know,
0: I don't
2: know what that's all about. How goes? And it turns out that both Phillips and Sandman have said the actions they took were to try to reduce tensions, not to inflame them. Twitter, meanwhile, suspending the account that first posted the viral video documenting the encounter, CNN Business found the account used a profile image from a Brazil-based blogger, not a teacher, as the account claimed. The account is at 2020
0: fight. So Twitter has pulled that account. In other... Somebody's going to get hurt in one of these uh, overreactions or, or complete misreporting of a story.
1: God dang it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some activist lunatic is going to go go shoot someplace up or, or go to somebody's home or something horrific. The
2: partial government shutdown now on its 32nd day. Senate Republicans, though, have legislation designed to implement President Trump's proposal to break through the budget deadlock. Its centerpiece would be the $5.7 billion Trump wants for the U.S.-Mexico border wall or barricades. Democrats, led by Nancy Pelosi, say they're unwilling to negotiate any border security funding until Trump reopens the government, something that puzzles and troubles Carolina GOP representative
1: Mark Walker. Speaker Pelosi has continued to use the terminology immoral. I'm kind of getting weary of those who are saying that Speaker Pelosi is only trying to appease the very hard radical left. She is the radical left. Republicans have continued to try to move to find some kind of middle ground, but she's refused to allow us to move forward. We'll read a
0: little from the Washington Post editorial board over the weekend in which they said, look, the president put something out there. You got to You got to respond to it. That's what negotiating is.
2: The 2019 Oscar nominations have been unveiled.
0: Fantastic! I'm on the edge of my seat. All right, having seen none of the movies we're going to talk about, maybe the, you have though.
1: The nominations are out, and Roma and The Favorite have the most. I almost went to see The Favorite, so it's my front runner. Okay. <laughs> I actually went to see a movie last night. Really? I went and saw the uh, the big World War One documentary. Oh, you got to talk oh, cool. about that later. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. I'll bet. Oh, what's his name from the Hobbit movies? Peter Jackson. That's his name. Mm -hmm. That's the one. Mm. Both films walking away with 10
2: nominations in a variety of uh, categories. Other films up for Best Picture are Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, Green Book,
3: A Star is Born, and Vice. Your reaction, positive, Sean? Uh, Notable that, uh, once again, up to 10 movies can be nominated for Best Picture. Too many. They only nominated eight, so they didn't do the full 10, which I like. Um, uh, There's a, a pet peeve of mine where Roma, nominated for Best Picture, also nominated for Best Foreign Language Film. Which just takes... that You shouldn't be allowed to compete in the under categories if you're in the best picture category because you are, by default, the best foreign language film because you're the only one that got nominated for best picture. So you're
1: in favor of yanking the award. They won the award. What sort of insane opinion is that? Well, no, (laughs) because the other
3: four people who got nominated in that category, they know they're not winning. Right. Yeah, so
1: they.
3: you got upgraded. So to heck with them. That's what I say. You're losers. (laughs) And um, make
1: a better foreign uh, language
0: film. Don't oh. be a foreigner. That's my message. Oh, oh best boy. adapted screenplay. They're not
1: where they live. <laughs> <laughs> it was a domestic film where they live.
3: <laughs> uh, best adapted screenplay: The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, the Joel oh. and Ethan Cohen movie oh. that I know that, uh, oh. that that Jack you have seen. Oh, The Ballad
0: of Buster Scruggs. That's right. I did see a movie this year. What did it get nominated for?
3: A uh, best adapted screenplay. Oh my god!
0: Uh, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. What? And,
3: and also notable that Roma is the first Netflix movie to be nominated for a Best Picture Oscar. Whoa, wait a minute. That's wow. that's your
2: headline right yeah. there.
1: That's interesting.
2: There you go. That's a wrap. Uh, I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation.
0: The, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs has one of the most disturbing little mini-movies in it I've ever seen. It just... It, my wife and I are like, why, why, why did, why did she said, why did you make me watch that?
1: Oh boy, that's okay, not I a good know, recommendation. Why did
0: God make me watch it? Why? I wish I hadn't seen it. I wish I could get EMDR therapy to get it out of my head.
1: Wow, was it that dis- disturbing in your opinion, positive Sean? Whatever segment of the movie he means. <laughs> I liked the movie. Oh. I thought it was good. Oh. Okay.
0: Oh, <laughs>
3: All it's fire right, beware. Oh, oh. It's it's classic Cohen brothers, but classic Cohen brothers is not the Lebowski. It's very weird and over the top and cruel. Right. Yeah,
0: and cruel. Just cruel! Wow. So, what did we get the most texts about yesterday? You might be surprised. It includes the Democratic frontrunner Kamala Harris. Also, the Washington Post editorial board on the Trump negotiations. They're uh, they might be um, they might be signaling to the Democratic Party. Hey, yeah, you go in the wrong direction here. The shift in
1: tone from the nation's media,
0: unmistakable. Awesome. Stay tuned for all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. This song is from the mid-90s. Turns out this song is the same age as this ancient stone formation in Scotland. I find this story hilarious. I'm sorry, wait, what? Scottish stones thought to be ancient, actually from the (laughs) mid-90s. I I love that story. (laughs) So, (laughs) So they've been studying this stone formation in Scotland that they believed were thousands of years old. It's from 96, roughly.
3: <laughs> it's the same shelf life as the uh, <laughs> as Hootie and the Blowfish did.
1: Exactly. It's much more recent than we believed. <laughs> this
0: archaeologist said this is about as much of an artifact as the Spice Girls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the st- well, it's probably in better shape. I haven't seen them lately.
0: The stone circle in Scotland, which sparked a rush of interest last year when it was said to be thousands of years old, has turned out to be from the mid-90s when a farmer came forward and said, oh, I put those rocks there. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Yeah, in, in a in a circle.
0: <laughs> the uh, Aberdeen Shire Council of Historic Endeavors said it's obviously disappointing to learn of this development. <laughs>
1: I'm sure, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I like a good uh, archaeological site as much as the next guy.
3: Aberdeen Shire is that one word, or is Shire like a like a town or like a ville? Uh, it's, it looks it appears to
0: be one word. Huh. Um. So Kamala, Kamala Harris. I got to make sure I can pronounce her name correctly. Kamala. Is that right? Yes, Kamala Harris. Yes, like the the, the little hook thing that separates words and punctuation, comma, comma. Okay. I've never known anybody with that name, so it uh, doesn't roll easily off my tongue. But Kamala Harris is said to be by her and others polls. Poll- what polls? All of them? Well, some of them? of them. All of them. She is the front runner. Okay, for the okay. for the Democratic nomination, she's the one you got to knock off if you want to bring her down. Right?
1: Yes, among Democrat activists who tend to drive primaries. She is the number one or number two choice in all of the early primary states. Yeah.
0: And she's impressive. I've been saying that for a long time. Sure. Um, she's, yeah. she's, she's impressive on many, many levels. And then you, you add in she's a woman, which I, I'm sorry, Hillary, that's an advantage, not a disadvantage. You can claim all you want that it was sexism that held you back. But if anything, you got more votes because you're a woman, not less. Yep. Um, uh, but she's a woman and she's uh, of color. So, you know, she's got a lot going for her. Yesterday, we got this text out of nowhere. I don't know if this matters anywhere in America other than California, and I'm not sure it matters in California, but we got this text. You know, she used to sleep with Willie Brown. Willie Brown was the <laughs> mayor of San Francisco, then the Speaker of the Assembly. He was, he was the most powerful guy in California for a very long time. Many years. Yeah. He was the power broker in the biggest state in the country for a long time, Willie Brown.
1: Uh, whether he was in or out of office, he was the glue. He was the... Uh, the central nervous system. The, the what do you call it? The it he the, was the the thing in the middle. You had to go through Willie. I'm
0: not suggesting anything. I'm just telling you who he is in case you don't know from various places in the country. And I didn't sh- think you were suggesting anything. What did you think? We thought you were suggesting. I thought listeners might think I'm suggesting something by right. saying how powerful he was. No, he's just a, he was a big deal. A lot um, of people think he's a crook, but a lot of people do. Yeah. Um she when she was in her early thirties was dating him. He was in his early sixties. Um uh, sketchy as to whether or not he was married or not, or officially married, or in reading real, but it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, I think he had one of those weird political marriages. And the only and the only reason I bring allegedly. it up allegedly. The only reason I bring it up is when we mentioned it on sexism. the Sexism. We got Misogyny. it's because of sexism.
1: Right. And ageism. Right. Um, Any chance to take a shot at the old or the female, Jack can't pass <laughs> up. No, we, that's not why. We got more text about that than
0: anything we talked about yesterday. And we, it was a good show. And we talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah. So we got just tons and tons of text on that. So I don't know why that would be a story or if it's a story, but just
1: just throwing it out there, that's the front runner. Well, and a number of people framed it in terms of the hashtag Me Too movement oh. and whether this might be uh, something she can't get past. Uh,
0: if he were running... You might be able to label him as somebody who used his power and influence to be with somebody much younger. Yes. Although, uh, once you're in your I, early 30s, I'm not
1: sure he's susceptible to that. I, I don't buy that sort of narrative really anyway. I mean, she's obviously a very bright and, and somewhat, at that point, accomplished young woman. I figure I, she can figure out who she wants to sleep with I don't on think her it, own.
0: I don't think it makes any difference.
1: None of my business. But yeah, people did go crazy. Well, like it was a hot, hot, hot gossip. In the San Francisco Bay Area, back in the day. So, a
0: couple of things to clean up. O- on-air meeting, do you want to just um, revisit the whole...
3: Why are there no sandwiches at this meeting?
0: Because <laughs> it's a meeting, it's not a lunch. <laughs> well, this time, it, you, you, I would like donuts. Can we have donuts at the meeting? I was told there was going to be some sort of food at yeah, the meeting. exactly. Uh, you want to revisit the whole high school kids Indian being shouted at uh, that thing? I think we have to, yeah, because there are okay. new developments. Okay, so then we'll do that. Um, at some point today.
1: And, and and the constant on this is the media desperately trying to spin it one way and being befuddled at every turn. It's kind of delightful to watch, even as it's frustrating.
0: So back to the shutdown, the standoff, the wall, etc. President Trump comes out on Saturday, puts something out there. I'll extend uh, DACA, the Dreamers, by three years. A couple other things he threw out. Democrats, uh, absolutely not. Before he even gave the speech, said nothing, we're not budging. Um, Washington Post editorial board that hates Trump, and often the newspaper reports stuff that's not true uh, about Trump, they hate him so much, said the Washington Post editorial board, Mr. Trump's offer should be welcomed, but not accepted as the final word. Well, such is negotiation. Sure. But to refuse to even talk until the government reopens does no favors to sideline federal workers and contractors. Unquestionably, a deal would contain getting elements for both sides. That's the nature of compromise. Right. Do they really need to point that out? Apparently they feel like they they do. do. I think they do. (laughs) Um, But a measure of statesmanship for a member of Congress now is the ability to accept some disappointments and shrug off the inevitable attacks from purists if it means rescuing the lives of thousands of deserving
1: people living among us. I will tell you this. A week, ten days of the shutdown... You know, obviously, if you listen to the show, I, I didn't take it very seriously. I said, fine, shut it all down. I don't care. Nobody cares. It's not affecting people. But at this point, I mean, we're a month in, and a lot of federal workers, like your TSA workers, these people are not getting rich. They're working folks. They're blue-collar Americans. In fact, they're literally wearing blue collars, I think, um, sometimes white. But they're not making a ton of money, and they have commute costs. They have child care costs and stuff like that. Those don't go away. And, you know, you know, everybody ought to save up some money so you're not living paycheck to paycheck, if you possibly can. But at this point now, we've got a hell of a lot of people who haven't done anything wrong, who are really getting screwed by the political posturing and, again, refusing to even negotiate. Uh, Judy and I once made an offer in a hot real estate market. Turned out it was a bubble. Maybe you remember that. But for a house, and we figured yeah, they listed it at we'll we'll say just for the sake of the argument six hundred thousand dollars, and we thought you know might as well try we'll we'll offer them five sixty. Well, the market was so hot that was ridiculous, but they countered instead of the six hundred they're asking for, they countered at five ninety eight, saying, "Listen, we're engaged. We understand you're interested in the house. Let's do some business here." But no, we're not coming off our price. So, you know, they barely budged, but they said, okay, let's talk. Nancy is just saying, F you, middle finger, and walking away. And Chuck, the same. Guys, you can just, in effect, back down $2,000. I mean, a meaningless amount in the negotiation. But you got to engage. And it's not just the WAPO. I mentioned this earlier. I was flipping around CNN this morning, MSNBC. NPR, the tone of all of them, except for one doggedly liberal CNN hostess who's just ridiculous, but the tone of all of them was, both sides are really looking pretty foolish here. And if you have MSNBC and CNN calling out quote-unquote both sides, the resolve is crumbling. So get the heck together and and get these people back to work. And I'm a hardcore libertarian, cut the size of the federal government guy. We can get back to that. But I just I don't like to see blue collar people getting hosed.
0: Well, and their own cheerleaders in the Washington Post are saying, dudes, you got it. Well, compromise. the whole thing. Compromise means you're not going to get all everything you want. That's right. what it means. Well, you can if you can go
1: in like Donald Trump, uh, you know, uh, d- with a contractor. If you want, you can go in hardcore. You can go in tough. Like I said, we'll give you $2,000. You know, that's a hard-ass position. But at least you're in the room. So I, I think the whole, we're not going to negotiate until the government reopens ploy is about to blow up in their faces now whether that matters in the next election or not who knows that that sort of thing's so complicated and and those dynamics that the talking heads of the world like to talk about so much get blown away by real world events something always happens and the previous discussion is thrown right out the window so who knows where it ends but yeah the resolve uh, is crumbling
0: i hit with a counter offer on a house one time major reduction in the price i mean significant money i thought it was just overpriced he said, price is the same, I'll throw in my riding lawnmower. Wow. that Was, was his it counter. a nice one? A, a nice used riding lawnmower is worth hundreds of dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but you don't understand. See, you're a country guy. You're a ranch guy. I'm a suburb guy. I've wanted a riding mower my entire life. I've always wanted. I still want one. So I, want, I bring it up every time we walk into the Lows. So I want mid-five
0: figures taken off the price, and he counters with something worth a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, but it's super cool. <laughs> Sometimes there's more to life than dollars, Jack. Oh, My God, I said I'll I, I know, my mower. said I, I I know where Craigslist is. I know where to find a riding lawnmower. <laughs> They're all over the place. So
1: you passed on the mower. <laughs> You could have been riding that thing. (laughs) You're right. So the absolutely outrageous story from the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, plus airline passengers on a plane for 16 hours. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.